This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page podcast, where we'll be reading through all four books in the Inheritance Cycle series, chapter-by-chapter, page-by-page. We'll also offer our own insights, theories, and first impressions of the wonderful world of Allegasia. May good fortune rule over you, may the stars watch over you, and may peace live in your heart. Hello, and welcome to the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page podcast, where we read and discuss the Aragon books, or the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page, chapter-by-chapter. I am Austin, or Teacup, and I am one of your hosts for this podcast. And I'm Shelby, or Sheacup. I'm your other host. So last week, we had a very, very heavy chapter with A Rider's Blade, and this episode, we have a much shorter chapter with really not a lot going on. It's called Saddle Making. And basically, Aragon and Braum make a saddle for Saphira, and then Braum says, we need to steal horses or get horses. And that's really, there are two conversations, and that's really that all that happens in this chapter. So yeah. what are your... Not much. Uh, Not much happens. Um, I think it's significant to point out that Aragon is still grieving. Um, I, I very much appreciate that the author has emphasized this. I think that's very important for teenagers, kids, anyone who's reading this book to hear that it's okay to grieve. Um, I think that's, that's very important. So that's the first thing I wanted to mention. Also, another thing that stood out to me is that Aragon has now developed a fear of flying, which of course he has because he's traumatized. But he's going to have to get over that fear. I think, yeah, I definitely get that. And it's almost kind of heartbreaking to read because Saphira asks him, like, in this, like, fun, playful way. And they're mentally linked. So he can conceal things from her. But he has to make a conscious effort to do it. And this early in their relationship, there's no way that she doesn't feel or notice his fear and anxiety about absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely true. I mean, like, whenever you're learning to ride a horse or or train a dog or anything like that, people always say, like, they pick up on your moods. They can understand that. And that's in our world, especially true with horses. When you're riding horses, if you're afraid, your horse is going to be afraid. And if you encounter something in the wild and you're terrified, you have to rein that in. Otherwise, your horse is going to freak out and buck you. I can't imagine how much more true that is for this situation. And like how, how like heartbreaking would it be for Safira, like for your rider, for the person who's closest to you to be afraid of something that is almost like breathing for you. Yeah, it it would be very hard. Mm -hmm. Another thing that really stood out to me in this one is there's a little bit of gray morality showing up here Um, because Aragon is basically like, I don't want to steal. You'll have to help me with this stuff um, because I don't want to steal. It's wrong. And Brahm says that depends on your point of view. 
And then he reminds them, reminds Aragon that the Razak are the king's servants. And he says, they will be protected wherever they go. Laws do not stop them. In cities, they'll have access to abundant resources and willing servants. Also keep in mind that nothing is more important to Galbatorix than recruiting or killing you. The word of your existence probably hasn't reached him yet. Um, and then he goes on and says, you need to be very careful because um, as you may easily turn from the hunter into the hunted. And Aragon is is basically depressed at this remark. But I think this is significant because it's really illustrating for us. Aragon has been the hero up to this point. And at this point, he's now he's becoming someone who is wanted. He is becoming a fugitive almost. And so while Aragon is very much operating from this, like, I'm a normal kid and I follow the normal kid rules. I don't steal. I don't backtalk. I don't cuss. I don't do bad things. That's not his life anymore. His life is now living on the run, concealing a dragon and an old man. So he's got to have to live by a different set of rules. Meanwhile, the Razak, the people that are hunting him, they don't have to live by any rules because they have the express consent of the king to do whatever the hell they want. So Brahm is trying to get Aragon to realize this and Aragon just thinks that they're on equal footing, I feel like. So nice. again, I think this shows his naivete, but also it shows how much he's grown because he's not fighting back against what Brahm says. He's just like, oh yeah, you're right. That sucks. And I think that it's also just like very much a, you know, in his town of pa in Palampar Valley and Carvajal, you do the right thing and you get rewarded. Mm -hmm. But the way the king's going to spend it, spend it is that Aragon is not doing the right thing. Right. And that's that's not how it is in the rest of the world either. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Any other impressions before we move on to your predictions? Nope, that's about all I have. Um, I like how there's more teenager Aragon in this when Brom is like, we need to get horses. And Aragon's like, maybe you do. I have a dragon. <laughs> Yet just not even a chapter ago, Mr. was afraid of flying. Yeah, no, exactly. Very true. Good point. But yeah, let's go for your predictions. So I don't really have a lot of predictions for this one um, just because it was so short and not much happened. But I do think I do feel like Aragon and Brom are going to have more conflict um, just because Aragon. He's not stupid. He's not dumb by any stretch of the imagination, but he is absolutely not prepared for the road that this journey is going to take him on. He is absolutely not prepared for how hard life is going to get. And Brahm is, he does know this. And I feel like he's trying to ease Aragon into this and give him like hints like, Hey buddy, you need to be aware of this or, Hey, you should probably think about like not just charging into finding these strangers and telling everyone who you are and, and all mm -hmm. this stuff. And Aragon very much is like, yeah, I guess that's a good idea. I don't want to say you're right, but I guess it's a good idea. So I feel like I feel like there's going to be more conflict between them because just just by the nature of how they're interacting. Yeah, I definitely think that. I think Brom and Aragon very much remind me, and I see similarities between Connor Kenway and Achilles Davenport. Um, 
very similar dynamics going Speaking on. Speaking of Assassin's Creed 3, is Achilles Davenport not a father to Connor? Yeah, he is a father figure to Connor. Just a thought. Just You got a lot of predictions. I'm not telling you which ones are right and which ones are wrong. <laughs> That's fine. But you don't see the whole picture yet, so. That's fine. All right. You got anything else? Nope. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Inheritance Cycle Page by Page podcast. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Inheritance Cycle Page by Page podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Inheritance Page or email us at inheritancepage at gmail.com. Make sure you join us on Discord in the Cups podcasting and more. All links are in the episode description. May good fortune rule over you. May the stars watch over you and may peace live in your heart.